Welcome to the D-Free Podcast, keeping you in the black, bringing you the pulse of spiritual, mental, and financial health. You know, we uh, paid off, I think, about $5,000. But now it's 2018, wow. and since uh, D-Free, we uh, started D-Free in 2012, we have paid off, uh, we have eliminated over $100,000 worth of debt. Welcome to the D-Free in the Black podcast. I'm your host, Tamika Sembers, the executive director of the D-Free Global Foundation. I'm flying solo today, but I'm really excited to have two amazing guests who are literally D-Free loyalists. They have been rocking with us for a long time, and I'm very excited to hear their testimony. Um, I have Mr. and Mrs. Jermaine and Shantae Barnes. How are you? We're doing all right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what church you're representing, and how you came to know about D-Free. Well, um, we are from Indianapolis, Indiana. We attend Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church, where the pastor is Daryl K. Webster. We, um, man, we started back in 2012 uh, in the D-Free journey. That's uh, when um, Pastor Webster brought D-Free to Emmanuel. And at the time, so in tw- back up in 2011, we had just had identical twin boys. Oh, wow. And they were born uh, two months early. They were in the hospital uh, for uh, two months. I was in the hospital on bed rest for two months. And we had to do infertility treatment um, to have our children. So we had a lot of medical debt. And so essentially we showed up to D-Free class thinking like, well, it couldn't hurt. Uh, we didn't know much about D-Free. And we found ourselves in debt um, because of an unexpected kind of situation. And so that's kind of how we started our deep free journey back in uh, to, uh, 2012. Awesome. Well, one, congratulations on the twins. Um, and, and thank you guys so much. Emmanuel um, has been such an amazing advocate for deep free Pastor Webster is one of my favorites. Um, we call on him a lot to share his testimony because he um, he literally took D-Free at a time when we were not actively doing a whole lot of training. You know, it was the book and Dr. Soros was speaking and we hadn't fully developed everything that we have. And so it's exciting to watch, you know, Emmanuel literally be a D-Free leader in the sense because you all have kind of taken the ministry and grown it in such a way that many churches have not. In fact, even First Baptist hasn't probably reached the level of D-Free activity as Emmanuel because we just, you guys kind of took it and ran with it. And so it's really, really exciting. And we're always honored to have uh, Emmanuel members on the line with us. Um, one of the things that's interesting about your story, and, and this is not necessarily directly connected to the finance aspect of it, but can you speak to a little bit how, as a couple, you came to the decision to do D-Free together? It wasn't, a, I won't say it was an easy decision, or it wasn't an easy decision, but uh, as my wife said, you know, we had just had twin boys, uh, herself and the boys had been hospitalized. So, you know, we were kind of trying to figure out a way to, to manage the debt, manage our income. Uh, I can say up until that point, I don't think we were good stewards of the income that God had gave us. Um, and me, for one, I really didn't come from a, a background where money management was something I was taught to. Mm-hmm. So um, I think once we kind of, sat down and, and looked at what they were trying to offer the uh, the D-Free team at that time in 2012. You know, me and my wife just kind of came to the consensus that, hey, this might be good for us, you know, 
maybe we don't pay off all the debt, but maybe we can just manage our money better so we can eventually pay it off. Um, you know, I'm shocked you know, what do you think is that? I don't know. We kind of like <laughs> did a vote or something. On it. <laughs> I think we just kind of came, came to an agreement like this might be a good idea to, to try out. Yeah, I kind of agree with uh, Duran on that because, I mean, you have, we had to pay off. Um, cause, so when we did an infertility treatment, we were paying it out of pocket until we got to the fact that we had blown through all the money we had saved for it. Wow. And then we had to borrow money to do the infertility treatment. And then we get all this medical debt. And, I mean, we still had other bills. I mean, we had the mortgage on our house. Um, Jermaine had student loans. Uh, we had a little bit of credit card debt because we charged some of the infertility medicine on credit cards. And so... At the, and then, you know, at this point we realized, well, I have to go back to work. Cause I was uh, originally going to take off a year for work. And then it's like, well, you're going to have to make income. And so now we have two boys that have to go to daycare. So it's like, how am I going to pay off debt when, when my money comes in to go to daycare? And so at this point we were just like, you know what, maybe they'll say one thing that will be helpful. It's better than where we are right now. So that's kind of how we just decided that we had to do something. I promise you, I could probably do 14 separate podcast episodes with you all. One around the whole infertility process and what that looks like. Um, the cost of it is something that people don't think about. And, and the fact that you just said it, that is out of pocket. You know, very few medical insurances cover that. Um, we won't jump into that one now, but I wanted to highlight that for our listeners because people don't think about the cost of starting a family when it's not necessarily something that is happening for you naturally. So I applaud you guys for even undertaking the financial um, sacrifices that it took to do that. Um, what were some of the other things as you started going through the defree process that you discovered outside of your, your right then present um, financial situation? Were there any things that you discovered about your habits or your approach to finances that you didn't necessarily pay attention to before? I would say, um, so Jermaine had mentioned, you know, he didn't come from you know, a background where you learn how to manage finances, I actually did. Um, so my parents have uh, been married uh, for, uh, they've been married most of my life. Um, and so they really gave us some financial literacy. So when I was a kid, my dad gave me his checkbook. He's like, here are the bills that came in. You need to write the checks for these bills. I would leave the check out on the table. My dad worked second shift when he would come home. He would see that I balanced the checkbook correctly, wrote the checks correctly. Then he, if he was right, he would tell me it was right, and then I would put everything in the envelopes and fill it, and then he would take it to the mail. And so that's how I learned how to manage money. So then I get grown, I get a job, I get my <laughs> own money. And so, Grant, we're paying the bills, but I'm just buying stuff. Because, you, know, you know, we were married for a year, we got our house, now I got to get all this stuff. And so in D3, it talks about you kind of just spending without thinking. And so I'm spending without thinking, and had I been thinking about, yeah, I really didn't need to, like, get those curtains or get those things, I couldn't have money to the side. So when there was in a situation, because we learned about the, uh, having an emergency fund, there is a situation you're not like, oh, man, uh, I got all this debt. You know, a situation happened, and, you know, I don't have the money there. So the one thing I looked at is, like, what am I spending? And then in D3, which I think other financial plans don't uh, talk about or programs don't talk about, is the why. Why are you buying those things? And so you really had to look at the heart of, you know, because I just thought it was cool. You know, my bills are getting paid, so I can buy what I want. But no, that actually isn't okay, and that's not being an actual good steward of your money, but you're not saving up, you know, money on the side for emergencies. So that was the one thing that I uh, kind of was highlighted during the classes. 
That's huge. That's you hit on two big points for very, very a lot of people. Um, just confused spending is what you described initially, just spending for whatever reason, and then compensatory spending, really understanding what the under you know, the undercurrent is of why you're doing what you're doing. Um we're, we're guilty of it, a lot of it. And I think, you know, one of the things we're proud of in Free is being able to point that out to people that, you know, we have a lot of people that earn it and they have it and they're doing okay until something happens and they realize they really haven't been managing, you know, what they have properly. Jermaine, how about you? Anything that you discovered about yourself going through the Free process? Yeah, um, it was a bit of a, a internal discovery with me. Um, and when I say that is, you know, even though I didn't have the type of, I guess, upbringing that Shantae did when it came to financial, you know, planning or, or literacy, um, you know, my father, he did, he did somewhat, you know, kind of steer me in the right direction. You know, I never really had a problem with, with spending money. Um, you know, I always, one way or another, found a way to, to keep some money around. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really a, you know, a conscious spender. But what I didn't realize was, um, I guess where it really hit home with me was how Jesus and, and, and God, too, you know, said that, that money was important not to have but to use as a tool, mm-hmm. you know, not to be a slave to the debtor. Right. You know, think about generations after you. Know, that's where it really hit home with me. You know, I I wanted to be a financially responsible Christian so my children would know how to handle money. Whether if they had a lot of money and they knew how to make more of it or spend it wisely, or if they didn't have, you know, a lot of money when they were adults and knew how to manage it better so they wouldn't be in such debt. So that's where, you know, internally um, the D-free hit with me. You know, it's just, you know, having that self-control and then, you know, recognizing, you know, the money as a tool and, and how to use it to not only help yourself but help others. That is why you guys are literally the poster children for D-free because you just went through pretty much the entire curriculum in your set of kind of aha moments, you know, from spending to saving to ultimately what we'd like to see is, you know, families building generational wealth. Like that is, that's the key to it. And it's so exciting and full circle for you all. Um, Just in what you shared, you know, you got into debt building your family and now you've gotten out of debt to create generational legacy. Like look at how God works in that whole system. And so I'm very thankful for you all and and having participated in, in your willingness to share your story with others. Um, as we get ready to wrap up, what do you what would you recommend for people that are on the fence about taking the next steps to figure out their finances? You know, whether they're considering D free or other programs or just knowing that they need to do something different. What um, what advice would you give to people that are considering or not? Like, what would you say to someone who who needs help in figuring out whether or not they need to uh, get their money in order? I mean, we're probably biased, but I, I would say everyone should try deep free or try something because our whole thing is, well, it can't get worse than the situation we're in. And so just the fact that you you may learn something, 
And then we always tell people when we talk about D-Free, D-Free is a lifestyle, so it will become a mindset. And so when we started D-Free, you know, we, uh, we ended up winning the contest for paying off the most debt at our church. And so, you know, we uh, paid off, I think, about $5,000. But now it's 2018, wow. and since uh, D-Free, we uh, started D-Free in 2012, we have paid off, uh, we have eliminated over $100,000 worth of debt. Wow. And so I tell people, like, it's worth it. And when you start seeing the payoff of, like, oh, this is gone. Like, one of the recent things we just did, we paid off uh, Jermaine's student loans. So that, like, happened, like, a couple of weeks ago. And so, like, we were just so excited. So we're like, man, so now we can kind of hit this mortgage. And so, and then thinking about, because I just, you know, with Aretha Franklin just passing away, and, like, she had no will, she had no trust. And so now we have a trust. And when we say that to people that we have a trust, they're like, what are y'all, like, what are y'all doing? Like, they think we got, like, this secret big stash. I like, no. <laughs> Not even about having a whole bunch of money. It's about directing money to your children because black people, we get in the habit of uh, when we get money or get ahead just a little bit, you know, we don't really leave anything for the next family, even uh, the next generation, even if we get ahead. We end up giving, you know, money to cousins and relatives, and we're giving it back to parents or, you know. So it's really hard um, to move forward. So I would say, especially, you know, if you're a black person or a person of color, and we know there's just that um, – the wage uh, gap and so many other gaps just because of the racism, systemic racism in our country, you know, it's worth it to advance just your generational line, just to pass it on. So, I mean, my whole thing is it, it could be, it, it can't get worse. Um, so at least the fact that you'll learn some tool to make your life better uh, is worth it. Shantae, I might need to hire you, yeah. girl. You got it down. <laughs> Jermaine, how about you? <laughs> And we did not pay her to say that. I want to put that on record real quick. We did not pay Shantae to say that. This is her personal testimony. Thank you. Sorry for cutting you off, Jermaine. No, that's all right. You know, I don't know if I can come behind everything my wife just unloaded there, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I just think it's, it's good for everybody, no matter what generation you're in, whether you're, you know, your early 20s or, or teens or you're, you know, well into retirement in your 60s and 70s and later. I mean, it's it's all about, you know, what you want to get out of um, your money, right? So I, I think some people in, in their retirement think, oh, well, I talked to my financial planner and, you know, I, I did this, I saved up and I can retire and, I, and I'm good. Well, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, if you sit back and ask yourself a question, like, am I doing everything that I could be doing or that I want to do, maybe you should, you know, look at D3 and see because, you know, at the end of the day, um, I, I'll wrap it up like this. You know, while I don't like LeBron James as a basketball player when he plays against the Pacers, I do admire LeBron James, the man, and mm -hmm. the um, financial success he has. Yes, he's a multimillion-dollar athlete, but look how much he's done with what God has given him. Mm -hmm. This man was able to start a school with money he got. He was able to get partnerships with other vendors and entities to build up a school to give back to people who were less fortunate than him. 
That's what God wants us to do. Love your neighbor as you love yourself and honor him. And you fulfill the law. He's giving back. So, I mean, I, I just feel like if, if black America can really see how much America is making off of us and how powerful money is, we can reshape this country in a positive way for all races. But unless we have that financial literacy and understand how to use that tool that God gave us, you know, we're just setting ourselves back. So that's, you know, how I would approach it to somebody, you know, to say, hey, look at it from this way. You know, you could be doing more than what you are doing if you would just sit down and, and, and look at what your money is doing for you. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, I am tremendously honored, again, to have Jermaine and Shante Barnes on our D Free and the Black podcast. They are proud members of Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where uh, their pastor is Pastor Daryl Webster. I am so thankful for you all and sharing your story and for Emmanuel being such a great advocate for D Free and a place of learning and leadership as it relates to, you know, proper stewardship and managing what you have God's way. And so Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I hope to see you at our conference in October. If not, I know you're there in spirit. And just take care and continue to, you know, bless your household, bless your boys, and and be a blessing to other people by sharing your story um, with D-Free. Thank you so much, and have a great day. The time is getting close for our D-Free National Homecoming Conference, October 25th through the 28th in Somerset, New Jersey. For more information, be sure to visit us at mydfree.org.